So to just to note it, it's it's yeah. two two parts CBD, one part THC. So it's fifty percent. That CBD. means nothing to me. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking. It's about. It's mostly right. CBD and then some THC. So it's like THC is what gets you high. Is a psychoactive property. Got it. CBD is non psychoactive. Welcome to The Pestle, reviewing and breaking down movies to look for insights into the movie-making process. Hosted by Leprechauns. They're tiny, they're greedy, and they're hard to catch. Now, let's dim the lights and start the show. Welcome, everybody, to The Pestle. Today's show is brought to you by NZT48. Unleash your full potential with NZT48 while supplies last. Side effects may include frailty, dementia, and death. This product has not been approved by the FDA. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, <laughs> to the pestle. I am Wes. And I am Todd. And? And I am Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I think. For, for now. Okay. For now. So this yeah. is a podcast that we like to discuss movies and as filmmakers and actors and writers uh, we all just have opinions and thoughts on the movie making process and I love picking these all apart and man my show notes are already out of order oh this perfect start to this yeah I'm nailing it (laughs) oh geez Um, if you don't know what that sound was at the beginning that was me possibly inhaling a foreign substance <laughs> into my lungs <laughs> and then blowing it directly into my face <laughs> right you into much. your hack coughing face yeah i appreciate that For, foreign yeah. as in from california foreign or uh yeah right? okay okay i guess it's you're foreign. straight off the boat <laughs> today the airplane right? boat the, the airplane, airplane boat. Boat. <laughs> flying you're straight off the flying boat that that landed did you take a hoverberg craft <laughs> yes indeed so yeah for those of you who don't know this is the the amazing scott graham over here uh played in a band with this guy for years and mm-hmm. now he's out in la doing it for real mm-hmm. instead of like the uh the play stuff that we used to do here um so yeah he's in town and yep. we thought why not uh, i mean the best movie that i can think to describe this guy is twilight I mean, so come uh, on i mean just the quaff you know the hair the uh just he, he does glow <laughs> in the sun you know things like oh, that yeah. um uh which by the way spoilers if you if you haven't seen twilight make sure to pause this because we're going to spoil i i don't know whether or not spoil. you actually I don't want know. to go and watch this i have a hard time like recommending yeah. it yeah but for the record if you have any actual interest in twilight and you don't want anything spoiled then yeah go watch it uh this may however, not be the podcast for you, though. Yeah, yeah. However, it might be it might behoove you to actually listen to this first Behoof. and then go watch it yeah. and it's laugh with us. Indeed. Uh, spoiler alert. Also, this episode is not going to be kind to Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. Like, we're, we don't we're not just like saying, hey, let's let's watch Twilight and then shit all over it. Mm-hmm. Um Let's watch Twilight, make notes, and if it happens that we need to shit all over it because it's that's what it deserves and that's what we'll do. We don't we're not just making up stuff because it's fun yeah. to like crap on a movie. Correct. We're like looking at it from the lens of why do they do this? What does this mean? You know, uh why was this line written? Um why is this character introduced? What's the point of this scene? All I mean yeah. all of those these things and I could keep going are questions that we ask in every movie that we cover. Mm-hmm. It's just usually like 
I, I know there are podcasts out there that focus on crappy movies on purpose mm. just to tear them apart. And that's fun. However, I would never want to do a podcast like that because I don't want to watch crappy movies that I don't like. Same. Mm. Same. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll be honest. It, I went into this actually thinking that there would be parts of it that I liked. Me too. Me too. Uh, to be honest. And so I didn't I go too. in with the pure intention of just trying to shred it. It just at a certain point began... And that point came very early <laughs> in the film that I just could not pull out I, anything. I'm excited to see when. Oh, man. And you too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like second one. <laughs> second one. <Notes. laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, what are we going to cover then? We'll cover a lot. We'll talk about the writing and story. Uh, and from my perspective, what makes Twilight an awful movie. And to your point, again, we don't set out necessarily. Now, this one we anticipated <laughs> that we probably wouldn't like it, but to the extent I don't think we correctly uh, characterize. <laughs> and so, yeah, we'll we'll be all having a discussion on that. And if there is anything that we actually enjoyed about it, um, I think it, I think we should have a section where like I, I argue with you. <laughs> On all the negative points <laughs> that we've... Devil's made. advocate. Yes. We're out, I'm like... <laughs> well, I mean, they needed to do Dutch angles on, in every scene of this every movie. Every scene. They, they, I mean, how else do you separate yourself from all the other films that are out there? I mean, there's no other film that's doing Dutch angles like that. Oh. You know, maybe we could... No, I'm never yeah, going to do that. <laughs> Sorry. And we also have, of course, special guest Scott Garrett Graham. Hey. And we'll dive into whatever he's got going on at some point sure. um yeah. but and then you know uh, uh, we also have a section where wes gets stoned on air as a coping mechanism for <laughs> intellectualizing a bad movie <laughs> and other such stuff and things and stuff but hold on i need to take another hit. oh man <laughs> well not just wes but i think i think we can include <gasps> me as well into your activities yeah yeah i i i can't you're more seasoned than i am i'm a lightweight <laughs> like seasoned. it's, 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 it's been an all-day event <laughs> seasoned like it's something like, you're like, going like, to school yeah, just, for you know, like, i picture somebody <laughs> sprinkling like you know like salt on Scott, you're seasoned. Little, little sprinkles of little, yeah. It's like a pilot who's we're spent all, so many hours in the air. It, we're seven minutes in, and we're already not talking about the movie at all. <laughs> yeah, this is that's, a train wreck. We're, that's fair. Like a total opposite of what we say that we do on all our episodes. Uh, I bet all all three of our listeners have uh, are laughing our asses off. Uh, so, give me the thumbs up, like Wes. You're gonna be good. <laughs> Uh, should I? <laughs> this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be real bad. It's gonna be perfect. Uh, we're just gonna we're gonna go through the, into the synopsis while you you know like find your breath again. I'm good. <laughs> uh, synopsis yeah. of the film. Usually the synopsis is longer. However, this is a pretty shallow film, so we get one sentence. <laughs> Bella Swan moves to Forks and encounters Edward Cullen, a gorgeous boy with a secret. And <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's it. Directed by Catherine Hardwick. Screenplay by Melissa Rosenberg. Based on the book by Stephanie Meyer. Cinematography by Elliot Davis. Featuring Kristen Stewart as Bella Swan. And Robert Pattinson as Edward Cullen. About three things I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, 
second, there was a part of him, and I didn't know how dominant that part might be, that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. That was the best scene in the whole movie. God, not really. Yeah. It wasn't. It kind of just exemplifies everything that's wrong with it. I mean, my major note, like, well, if I had to pick one, would be the writing is trivial, and that was a perfect example of that. It was like, what's the point in the narration? It like comes in. It, it, it comes in and goes out. It will leave for like 45 minutes. You won't hear her narrate. And then all of a sudden there it is again. It's like, oh yeah, there was a narrator. Oh, yeah. weird. Anyway. Completely pointless too, to have a yeah, narrator. Yeah, it's just stupid. Just let her act and be herself. Yeah. So this was your first time watching Twilight? No, it was my second time watching Twilight. Yeah, okay. Uh, did it hold still? <laughs> it, it, yeah. Uh, uh, so I did not like the movie... Um, Shocker. I thought, oh, actually, I enjoyed the experience of watching it because my wife watched it with me because she she's not like a Twilight fan. However, you know, it's one of those guilty pleasure things, I think. Your wife is so interesting for that reason. She is like one of the most intellectually savvy yeah. humans, has yeah. a Ph.D. in medieval literature, Yeah, wrote her Ph.D. thesis on effectively medieval vaginas Mm -hmm. in medieval literature and regularly reads, you know, whatever Proust and whoever else. And she can sit and enjoy like (laughs) real housewives. (laughs) She knows how to turn it off. Real housewives (laughs) and twilight. (laughs) So great. Yeah. Uh, so it was fun to watch it with her, but it was hilarious because she was mocking it. The entire time, <laughs> nice. master pancaking it mm-hmm. with me. <laughs> a scene where he grabs her and and like f- basically flies out the window with her. Oh Hold my. on, spider monkey! <laughs> and then he like, like she she made this sound when he was like running with her on her on his back, and she was like running real fast. She goes. Wee! <laughs> oh, she, <laughs> made, she made that sound and I lost my shit. I was like, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, lost my perfect. mind. I'm laughing so hard. Uh, oh, those scenes were hard. Oh, it, it oh. Just, okay, I'm just going to run through a couple of things yeah, yeah. really fast. Uh, number one thing, the writing is so trivial and I understand why they were uh, trying, you know, they were appealing to like a young audience, right? The, the high school audience that is finding is finding out really what love feels like and what loss feels like. And, and so they, you don't want to make, they didn't want to make it deep because like the writing deep because they wanted the, the actual interaction between them to, to be deep. Right. So they just made it surface and they did a good job at that because it's, it is the most surface writing, it's I've very graspable. <laughs> it's it's like my six year old would understand every word, and it's way too much. But it is. It, I understand why they did it, right? Um, but she says, and then, but the the story doesn't make any sense either. There's things like um, where he would say, "If you're smart, you'd stay away from me," but he keeps coming back to her. <laughs> 
he'll like she she's walking away and he tr- runs her down and says you should stay away from me well get the hell away from me then like if you really think that it, it, so it's just it's it's really ridiculous um the acting is so over the top i mean <laughs> Uh, when when she walks in and he gets a whiff of her from across the room, <laughs> and he looks like he's gonna, it looks like he's gonna like They're throw up or come like, in his pants or come in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time, her she looked like Bella looked like she was either about to fart or about to have an orgasm. Yeah. Like she's like yeah. biting her lip like all the time, and it was just way too much. Uh, the makeup is ridiculous in it. Everybody is so white on yeah, purpose. The and oh, and uh, the the father, Colin, usually you have a list of everybody who is act, all the actors in here. I'm glad you didn't make me read all that shit. Um, it's but be- the, they're the, just all inconsequential. Yeah. <laughs> father, Colin, whatever. The his sheriff, makeup is. Dad. No, no, no. Oh, the Colin. Yeah, the yeah, Colin, yeah. Doctor. His makeup oh. is absolutely insanely terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, not done well. Like, I can see the lines from where the makeup starts and stops. Um, uh, other, other lines like my own, you're my own personal brand of heroin. Like, what is that? What is, it's a little intense for, for like high school. Oh, that's really your demographic. Like, you know, chill out, man. Uh, and then the music never stops. There's never a moment to breathe. It's always there behind every single like look or angle. It's just always there. And it's so annoying. There's the, I'd spoke earlier, the totally random narration. It starts with narration. So you figure there's, there'll be moments of it throughout. And there are for the first, maybe 20 minutes of the film. And then it's gone for like 45 minutes and then it'll come back and you're like, where did that come from? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. She was narrating her own story. Why is she narrating this story to me? Because, and yeah, it you never, there's never a purpose as to why she's narrating. Right. So you're just in the dark there. Right. Um, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I, I just couldn't bring myself to make any of the VO notes. Oh dude. It, yeah. It's, it's brutal. The, I mentioned it earlier as well. The Dutch angles kill me. I mean, every, every single scene has the camera like this or like that. Mm. You're totally off kilter. And I can understand the point in doing it if you're flying with him or something and you're just trying to catch up right mm. with him or make him seem like he's going fast. So you do yeah. this kind of like, like off center thing or when they're hunting down one of the victims. Right. right. right exactly. That's a purpose. But I'm looking at the person. I like we're talking, there's a dialogue going on and I'm like this, there's no reason to do that. There's no, there's nothing that tells me any kind of information that I need to know because of the, the, the angle of the camera. So that was absolutely blew my mind. That's stupid. Um, the investigation montage that she does on him, (laughs) Oh, the, when she's Google, finding the Google, when she yeah. Googles him yeah. or Googles what is going on, she's like, huh, you know, and is hilariously terrible. And, um, and, but th- all of this is leading me to, to one, the biggest thing that the problem that I have with twilight, um, yes, all that is bad. The writing is shitty. The acting and let's, let me be clear. Uh, um, Stuart and, and Pattinson are great actors. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They have done some really amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And in anything that you see them now in, 
it's really, really good. So I do not blame them for this. I think that they were told to do all, everything they've done in this film by the director and the producers. Yeah, and I would even go a step further and and blame it on the writing. This is one of the very few writing, yeah. films, because as a rule, you never blame the writer. It's ultimately the director who is dictating the writer like hey i don't like how this scene is working can we work it this way uh can you you know go towards this direction as an arc or remove this character like ultimately change the dialogue the director is supposed to have the the final say on all that i but with twilight this was based off a novel that did so incredibly well i think this whole crew felt beholden to that in in fear of you know offending the fans a yeah. huge huge fan base yeah. um and I totally agree the last people in the world i want to upset are teenage girls <laughs> <laughs> and girls in general but especially yeah girls. yeah and so yeah i this is like the one tenth of one percent of the times i think we'll ever say you gotta point at the writing a bit here yeah uh yeah so my last thing Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, just and just to finish that thought, I think uh, the I'm beginning to feel something here, <laughs> and so my my lips are dry. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and so I'm never gonna finish this episode. Oh, god. And so whenever you have this problem of such a massive lack of depth, they start trying to overcome that through uh, performing their feelings and putting everything. Yes. And so as a director, you're trying to say, how can I communicate? what I need to communicate without the writing there to support it. Yeah. Oh, let's have them emote, you know, to yeah, the right. back of the room kind of garbage. Anyway, yeah. that's. Yeah. Well, the only thing I was going to say, the last thing, um, until it's my turn again, uh, is that this is the kind of movie, like the problem, main problem I have with it is that this kind of story really fucks up generations. Meaning like, the 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 demographic for this kind of film is so impressionable especially when it comes to emotional stuff like love right their story is absolutely you know ridiculous it's not it's it's kind of like like you and I we can watch um or or listen to or be told the story of Romeo and Juliet right <clears throat> But that is also a ridiculous story. Mm -hmm. And by ridiculous, I don't mean like um, uh, impossible. I mean dangerous as in if you are waiting for that, you might be waiting forever, right? <clears throat> if you are waiting for this lightning strike thing to happen, then there's, there's so much that can go wrong in your life. One, you may not ever get that person. Because you have your, your standards are so high for what you need to feel being with a person that you are putting all of your eggs in one basket in their basket. Right. And that is too much pressure for them. Also, you know, it, it, it makes you think that you need to feel that way about everything. When you're a kid, when you're a teenager, you're so impressionable that you think that that's the feeling you need to have for everything, for what you do for a living, for where you, where you live, for the friends you have, for the wife or the husband that you, that you, that you want to have one day. And so there's this, it's this huge, massive weight that is put on, uh, a whole generation of kids who have, who are brought up on twilight to say, 
I want to meet Edward. I want to meet my Edward Cullen. You know, I want to meet my Bella where like, I cannot, I can't breathe unless I'm in her presence. Like I, I'm totally lost. I remember feeling that way and it was the worst feeling ever. You know, even if I knew that, that the girl that I was into was like still was into me, it was not ever a good feeling. I felt like so, um, needy for that person. Mm. And so this is the kind of story that like hardens that for kids. And I hate, I, it dry, it's terrible. It's like a terrible experience that, that I don't wish on my kids for sure. I think, I think that's going to be the next quote on the uh, box art of Twilight. What? <laughs> that's going to be their quote that they put on the, the cover of Twilight from you know, the story that fucks up generations. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that to anybody or my kids. <laughs> Nice. In quotes, yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Todd's the pestle podcast. Yeah. Well, for a minute, I was like, "Are you like giving like Twilight a theme? Are you like giving it like some sustenance? And yeah, some I meat guess I, and depth. I, I guess wow. I did. Yeah, I don't know how you did that? that bravo, uh, <laughs> a true magic trick. It's through sheer hatred. That's what it is. But like in the same sense, like a, a big problem I had was just the way they changed the characteristics of like vampires in general. Like they made them like this, like super saturan white bread kind of monster. Yeah. But they were like, they're supposed to be like this dark, evil blood sucking killer. Is it? Oh, sorry. There you go. Blood sucking killer kind of monster, you know, like, and they just made it so watered down and Disney and just weak. Yeah. And I found that very offensive. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> As you should, yeah. man. So you weren't a fan either? No, 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 no. no. God, get their ass kicked. Hell no, man. Hell no, man. No, no, not at all. all and, right. the, and especially the music. I mean, yeah, coming mm -hmm. from musicians, Todd and I, like, I mean, it's easy just to cringe at what's happening. I, I don't even know what was happening. It was like this weird bits of piano with some like really corny strings and then this like shredding guitar would come in like, like yeah like what <laughs> this is an 80s movie this was in 2008 and then as a redeeming factor they throw in uh radiohead at the very end yeah that I'm was like, a big okay. note i was like radiohead no <laughs> <laughs> like that's supposed to redeem this whole movie <sighs> like even radiohead has their limitations yeah. right I'm just going to assume they didn't see the movie and just were like, eh, there's some money. Cool. There's some, there's some money. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm sure they got the rights to use that song before Radiohead actually saw the film, right? I hope. I hope. Come I on, don't Come I on Tom. See Tom York being like, Ed, yeah, I want to be associated with that. <laughs> Tom, Tom, he, Tom De Niro? Like, Tom, Tom York talks. Tom De Niro? Me. Me. <laughs> Tom De Niro. <laughs> You like my songs? <laughs> so, Scott, not a fan yeah. of the music then? No, no, no. Hell no. Um, uh, no what about like. the acting or um, um, the, the... I mean, yeah, I mean, Bella and Ed, I mean, you could see the chemistry. You could see, like, there was something happening, but it just seemed empty. Yeah. And, like, I'd seen a quote or something that... Um, I keep forgetting the guy's name's Patterson, something Robert Patterson. Yeah. Pattinson. Yeah. Thank you. Um, he had, uh, completely isolated himself from anyone for two weeks before filming so that he could feel completely isolated. I said isolated twice, but, um, I mean, it showed cause he was just super empty in a shell of a human 
in every scene, whether he was like trying to be <laughs> thoughtful and whatever, he was just there was nothing inside of him. So, I mean, yeah, it was tough. I, I didn't, I didn't like that. No. Yeah. Um, well, we we decided to do this movie because you were coming into town. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So, so <laughs> I think I've done three of your podcasts and two have been bad movies. So I appreciate this. The room what was being, the other one. The room was the other one. Well, what was the third one? What was the good? Oh, the Big Lebowski. Oh, oh that's right. Shoot. Which that's is a, a wonderful a movie. Yeah. It's a good day. So you know, two out of three movies or, or podcasts have been oh, okay. bad. So I'm kind of <clears throat> seeing a theme here. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we make up <laughs> themes. And yeah, so I I really think it took maybe 90 seconds for me to start hating this movie. <laughs> okay, what was it? Uh, the deer scene or whatever. After the deer scene, I was like. Okay, I mean, she was laying it on thick, like, this is, I never thought I'd have to face my own death or whatever, you know. And then jumping into the next scene, I could just feel the veneer, because she was, like you said, she kept narrating, and then it was about uh, why her parents were sending her off to some town you've never heard of, filled with, you know, hardly anybody at all. And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) this is is okay. Um, Yeah. And from there, I was just waiting to like it again. I was like, okay, maybe it's their chemistry once they get together. Um, And so my notes began rather quickly. So and I'll just shoot through them because this will take no time at all. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So on story and writing and the problems there, and it's very expositional. And so anytime you hear someone talk about exposition, that's a way of the characters usually discussing or showing some information about their backstory, the world they live in. Uh, It could be, you know, well, the mayor here has been here for 20 years and he don't take, you know, no crap from nobody. Okay, well, now you're just telling me about the mayor. That's that's exposition. That's information or background in the world. And in this film, uh, it's super all the time exposition in your face and it's very like this is how i feel about xyz i'm i'm having to go and my parents are leaving me and i love my dad and i love you know that he's so nice to me or whatever it's just like you you could be showing me these things oh and you know whenever she gets to school it's that's so and so oh man and they're the hottest like it's just all this very on the nose information just being shoved at you um i'm dangerous you don't want to be around me run (laughs) like whatever (laughs) and the problem is it just gives there's very little chance for us to think for ourselves by showing us or devising some clever scenario to demonstrate a fact or you know something that might be otherwise considered exposition oh you know he's a hundred years old i don't know um he has a bad back i don't know like but there's there's got to be some way that you can deliver the fact that they like each other there's just no visual storytelling whatsoever in this film um everything's just very declarative all the dialogue is very declarative i'm declaring my feelings for you and in films that's usually just condescending to the audience in a way that never respects them to pick on the fact that oh they're making googly eyes with each other or they're dancing around a topic about going out like they you never have any of that it's I'm madly in love with you and, you know, I like you and I don't like you. And even whenever she's not saying these to another character, just in case you didn't get it, her voiceover pops on to let you know, Yeah, (laughs) I don't like this boy. I like this other boy. Like 
God, man. And so in keeping with that, there's also no arcs. And because everything's so declarative and everyone's always telling you what they're doing and how they're feeling right now, you never really have a chance for anybody to want something and to go after it and fail and for us to make you want anything at all. Uh, There's just zero arcs in character development. He goes from being mean and distant to liking and loving her for no apparent reason whatsoever. Uh, there, and I'll get to character issues, I guess, at some point. Um, but she finds out who he is, right, and accepts him for who he is. Okay, cool, but she never really had a reason not to. There was little need to make a decision at all. It was always just kind of a given that they liked each other instead of actually making each other earn their affection. Um and for her, you never felt she was in any actual danger. Like the temp- the temptation from him was all verbal. It was all bark. There was never any bite. It wasn't like he, you know, threw her against her wall and then. Unintended. Had- <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating. There's a lot of what I just labeled try hard. You know, just kind of you're making these efforts and you can tell it feels forced. Uh, like the humor in the volleyball scene, like the humor doesn't need, I don't feel like humor on screen always has to be humor for the audience. Like I need to laugh out loud. Instead, it can often be humor that's not laugh out loud, funny to us, but is amusing to the characters and maybe even just a little amusing to us. And those kinds of things are what makes characters feel endearing towards each other and like real people because not everything you say is going to you know just have the room rolling and having these literal little bits of light humor can just kind of make that work in in the world's favor world building and whatever uh, suspension of disbelief uh but like in the volleyball scene it just reeked man she suddenly has friends who love her and everyone in the movie just suddenly magically loves her. Oh, you hit me in the head with the volleyball, which is ridiculous on its face anyway. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> but he turns around and just kind of like ribs her and like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then Anna Kendrick's character, I'm probably a good reason to write names in the thing, but her character kind of pops out of nowhere. Oh, that's Bob. And he's, he's mine. And we're going to be all good friends and blah, blah, blah. And it just came so easy. It was just... Like, oh, you're funny, you, ha, ha, ha. Like, it was literally that dialogue and action. And uh, it just felt forced and unnatural. This isn't how high school students talk, first of all. Um, And also another try-hard scene. The car in the parking lot just randomly loses control, right? And, And that's, of course, in order to give Edward a chance to be a hero, there's like a thousand more natural ways that you could have had that same thing happen, uh, whether it was her crossing the street or whatever. Like, or it could have been a car and that happens, but like in a different place. It had right. to be in the parking lot so the whole school sees it. Like, and he just, it's just how it comes around the corner and he's just suddenly losing control. There's just no reason for it. It feels so ridiculous. Uh, and, I mean, we get it. We want to see that he's fast and strong or whatever, and that's a surprise. And it's part of revealing his secret, as the uh, beautifully short synopsis put. But you, you could do it in a smarter way. <laughs> way, right? way a, smarter. In a way like that. You, you could do it in a way that reveals character about everyone in that scenario. Yeah. Because you have two people, and the only thing that that scene revealed was that he was fast and that he cared to save her. 
Okay, great. But what if you could have demonstrated that she has a, a character flaw in herself? Maybe, you know, through her depression, she's trying to uh, step in front of traffic or just loses track. She's mm. so into her music. That's a, uh, good. Like suddenly you can start revealing character motivations and character faults uh, through this scenario. And instead, now we look at, you know, the only black kid in school and suddenly think, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. about the only yeah. realization you can have. Or even some other character trying to hit her, which, you know, I don't think any of those characters would have interacted. I don't know. There's a million ways you could have beefed this <laughs> up to be meaningful to the story and to the characters. Um, and they just did Missed not. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then later in the film, uh, when the dad's buddy dies, a little fishing buddy um, in the in the boat, mm-hmm. um, he dies. Like, why do we care? We don't know anything about the buddy, first of all. Uh, and even worse is we don't really even know or care that much about the dad. Uh, we're just supposed to care just because. And I feel like everything in this movie should be tagged with just because. Like, they like each other just because. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, the only reason... It's so funny. So that guy dies, right? The only other scene he was ever in was the one in the diner where he told her that he was, he reminded her he was uh, uh, Santa Claus. Oh, right. He was that guy. See, I didn't even know. Which was a total throwaway totally. line. Yeah. 100% the, the two lines he had were completely thrown away and pointless, had nothing to do with the story at all. Just so um, they could kill him. Just so they could kill him. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Yes. That's stupid. Really? It's like it's like watching Sesame Street and somebody loads a gun. It's like, what's the point? Oh now God. I gotta see it go off. Yeah. yeah. You know? On Sesame Street. You're screwing up my kids. Again. Thank you, Twilight. Fuckers. So going into the love story. Like calm down. Yeah, I went a little far. With with Bella specifically, what's special about her? I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And why are they connecting? Why is she and Edward connecting? Do they have any common interests? Is there any witty repartee? Like, no, we're not getting any of that. They just see each other across the room and it's just, I, I guess he likes the way she smells. Well, it's because he can't read her thoughts. Right. That's what's in, intrigues Which him. Which has zero like indication on why that is. But, and it doesn't mean that she should love him. No. Right. She, she, he still needs to earn her love. Yeah, he's intrigued by her because he yeah. can't read her yeah. thoughts, but that's nothing to do with her. She only like, gets like interested him. when he ignores her. Yeah. She's like, oh, maybe I like this. And that's why that synopsis is so good. And by the way, that I didn't write that. That's just IMDb's. I copy and paste from IMDb every week. Wow, IMDb thinks yep. that uh, of them too. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it, but that's all it says, right? She encounters a gorgeous boy with a secret. Like, okay, great. And so that's kind of the, all of it with their love connection. Like this is all tone and moodiness. There's just no actual story about who they are and how they fit together and what they ultimately want or need from each other and why they want or need that. Like we just see they're, I guess, lonely and it's not delivered in any meaningful way. It's just random isolation which i realize happens but even within that there's a story there's a context and we don't really ever experience any of that it's just kind of announced and they move on to the next thing that they're going to announce and so my i guess last note 
take that with a, a grain of salt. But uh, by the end of the movie, I don't know any more about any of these characters than when we started. As in who they are, how they've changed. Uh, we just get superficial facts about them. I am a vampire. I love you. This is my dad. Like, this is all incredibly superficial and are just throwaway factoids. Uh, but the drama and the danger is, is needless. Uh, it's not born from any genuine story needs or conflict. Uh, people just do things just because. Just because something should, ha should happen. Not because anyone has any goal or dramatic needs. And that's ultimately why, you know... There is no layer in depth to this uh, at any point. Like literally, I'm sure I could cut like a 10 minute version of this movie that is mostly told in like music montages. Like you could have told this entire story uh, through a music video. Mm-hmm. And totally agree. That's <laughs> super depressing <laughs> for a two hour movie. You yeah. had the time, man. <laughs> yeah. And whether that's, you know, trimming down characters, making her earn uh, all this affection and adoration. Like, I know you could, and people are, and y'all are very optimistic, but people are probably making the argument that, well, no, that's the point. Like, you were worthy of being loved and lo having love just for who you are, not for what you do. And to a large degree, I agree. And that's what family is for. <laughs> but the rest of the world doesn't care like it's about what you are to them and just and that's the same thing that the way you know most of us interact with the world like i'm going to be around people who do something for me even if it's not like tangible there's something emotional that they're doing for me and it's through the way they you know love and appreciate me or the way they you know make me laugh or make me feel and we never have any of these little moments where any of the characters much less edward or bella uh, ever justify why the world should right. care and react to them the way that it's doing because they have no goals they have really no likes and mm -hmm. uh yeah I can, and that's that's that hits home on that point that I made about this being dangerous for, mm -hmm. for generations, because then what are you basing this, like this massively intense love on? You have no, there's no foundation, yeah. right? Cause then what happens when, when, uh, you know, Bella and, um, and Edward are, have been together for 20 years. Right. And, you know, Edward's like, dude, you're going to leave your underwear laying around again. Like mm. you don't do, the, I've done the dishes five times this week. Can you help? You know, like yeah. there's no foundation when stuff starts to go wrong and stuff will go wrong because you are individual people. Like it's never going to be perfect all the time. And so to paint the picture of it, just being perfect out of nowhere with no basis for it, uh, in either the story or in any kind of, um, special interaction that they have, whether that's, you know, nonverbal or, or I don't know, then yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just meaningless. Yeah. Essentially. It's like, it's, a, it's, it's weightless. It really is. Yeah. It, and it's frustrating. I mean, literally to spend two hours with a group of people and you never really get to know them, uh, just feels like a really big waste. And it, and I love these types of movies in the sense that I love teeny bopper, you know, high school love stories. And like, I've probably watched every single one of them that's come out in the last 15 years uh, that hit a theater. I should probably 
qualify that somehow because I don't watch whatever CW or O. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But like me, Earl and a Dying Girl, uh, The Spectacular Now, Before I Fall, Paper Towns. Like there's so many great movies that actually give these characters depth. And I don't mind that, you know, some of these actors weren't playing... Oh man, we didn't even get to like the worst part. Sorry, I'm jumping here because this <laughs> that is was too the best good. part. Yeah. <laughs> so when it ended, let me get this straight. Yeah. Just one of the scant few, if you would like to air quote it, plot uh, details here is that they're vampires who are a century plus, and they're hanging out and cruising high school girls. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Yeah, I, I had that as a note. Like, why is Edward going to high school again? <laughs> Like for the four hundredth time, like I'm pretty sure you could pass for just graduated, for you know. Yeah, yeah. I guess it they made it seem like it was to like fit in with the community, right? But that's that but seems like they, bullshit. But and then they're like they're outcasts. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah they still seclude they like themselves. Only sit with each other, or if the sun's out, they stay home and they stay home. Yeah. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Sense. They could just start by staying home. <laughs> You're done. Yeah. And then, but then they, you know, they stay in a pl- one place as long as they can, but then they have to move. But how many places can they move where it's not very sunny? Like really, they just, where are they supposed to be? They're in Washington. They're in Washington. It rains a lot. We go to Washington and then we go to Alaska. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're like back and forth, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Portland maybe. It just... <laughs> It just, like, doesn't make any sense. At all. And I would hope that, like, gross factor aside, however you feel about a 100-year-old dating a 17-year-old, like, I would just expect a centenarian to just want a little more, I don't know, political savvy. Like, you're you're 100 years old. You you care about the taxes in Seattle. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, like you know, you you have a you've read a thousand thousand books. Like, yeah, it, you've had discussions, hopefully, with some of the most fascinating people uh, you can ever imagine over the last hundred years. I feel like I've done that, and I'm not yet to a hundred. You know, yeah. And so I don't know how you can have any kind of intellectual satisfaction from this kind of relationship. Like, he should be hitting on the teachers there <laughs> unless he's just that dense yeah. and has been for hundreds of years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why he hangs out at high schools. Yeah. Like it's on high school girls. Uh, there was a point where you were saying, or one of you were saying, but um, that's the one thing that I didn't, I, I couldn't wrap my head around was the fact that um, it was, I think it was her first day and everyone knew her name. And acted as if they knew her or had oh, known yeah. her for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like that whole setup was <laughs> so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> so, yeah, it was so weird. Like, oh, like, Bella, what? you're are you, wait, you're Bella. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> I want to be. This is her you. first fucking day at school. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, no one. Co- you are in the back of the room, like, like a ghost. <laughs> And in, in normal, you know, well, I assume in most schools, if you're new to a school, like no one, no one cares about you. No one knows who you are. No one cares. No. Yeah. But it was just like, yeah, that was, she already had her own clique within lunch. Yeah. It's was like, no. yeah, she had like four people sitting with her. Yeah. I was like, yeah. get out of here. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's not how high school works. Come yeah. on. And then like, you can tell a bunch of grownups made this movie. Oh, <laughs> totally. Well, and then again, still just move it down. Oh, Oh, get, get some FaceTime. Yeah. There you go. Um, and then uh, a big thing in the movie that really bugged me, speaking of the click, but like they, 
I feel like they spent so much time building this relationship with the high schoolers or her clique. And then the second act happens. They're gone. Third act happens. Yeah. They're still gone. <laughs> you don't even see any of these characters for the like two thirds of the movie. Like, why did we spend an, an hour, maybe, maybe more building up this whole relationship with this, these high school kids when you're not even going to use them for the whole movie. Yeah, no. It, What's it, going on? It really feels a bit like an, an extended, I don't know, saved by the bell. Like, yeah. we're just trying to give you a high school experience by giving her some amazing friends uh, and we're mildly tracking their their dating lives. Oh, he said yes. Oh, y'all look so cute together. Yeah, we do. Like, it's just this very attempt at uh, fleshing out the world and I think it largely stems from we don't have a story to tell <laughs> yeah I mean, and every <laughs> well, we're going to tell it for a long time <laughs> yeah exactly and the whole you know in every movie there's like a, a bad thing that happens that they need to overcome right and in this one it comes it even though you know there's like these bad vampires they seemingly come out of nowhere even though we've seen them twice, they were the ones, or no, once, maybe once, because they weren't, okay, so it was the Cullens that killed the deer in the beginning, right? Because right, yeah. they hunt animals. They killed the friend on the boat. Yes, that's the first time I think so. we see them, right? Yeah, because we, we just hear about some other guy dying, but the, we never meet him. We never meet him. I think there's yeah. a shot of them like... All like walking down the woods in slow mo. That's how they introduce them. Or yes. something. but they don't go anywhere. They don't do anything. It's just the typical. Yeah, we're walking slow mo towards the camera. We're so cool. Yeah. So there's this thing, right? There's a, and then the way the, the way that they introduce them to the Collins is just hilarious, right? So there's there's this thing, right, where you say. In a, in a, in a film or on, on camera, if someone, if, if someone's about to get bad news, they should answer the phone with a smile mm-hmm. because sure. then there's a, there's a change in the yeah. dynamic. All of a sudden if they answer the phone sad and then something happens that's sad. There's no dynamic change, <laughs> right? So you're just still sad. Yeah. You're more sad. Uh, so there's this, this thing where you, you do that, you know, you're, you're happy. And then you answer the phone and, Oh, no, Nana died. Oh, you know, or you're sad and you get a call. Oh, I got a promotion, whatever. So this is what I think that they tried to do in this moment when they're playing baseball to muse, <laughs> oh, muse. <laughs> during a, during a thunderstorm, because they hit the ball so hard that it sounds like thunder, which is hilarious. Anyway, um, uh, so they're having fun and everybody's happy. And apparently Bella is the umpire for some <laughs> stupid reason. Uh, and, and out of this happiness comes the bad vampires. Mm. And then all of the like drama shit really, you know, like yeah. starts to happen after that. Right. She has to leave her father and like go somewhere else so they can take care of her. It's like, thanks Edward. You just fucked my life. Yeah. It's like completely. And my dad's probably going to die now. So, and my mom definitely is. So well, he does apologize. Let's, oh yeah. Just to right. be clear. He he's apologize. like, I'm sorry for bringing you here, but it's just a, a very, <laughs> a very bad way. It's 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 not done in the right like they try to adhere to that rule mm. and they do it in a very piss poor way. That's a great spot, right? Yeah, I think you're absolutely done. That on. really bothered. It was so jarring 
to me. It was, it was not dramatic at all. It was not like a, oh, I'm happy and now I'm scared. It was like a, should I be scared? I mean, they're leaving. They left. So should, do I really need to be scared? Oh, you're going to sit now. They left because you guys were all together. Now you're telling Edward to take her away from the group because what? We got to go grab the ball, baseballs and shit yeah. and get pack everything up. What's amazing about that is if his grand plan is to kill the guy, like at what point would you have been stronger to just grab him and That's, rip him apart right then and there? Maybe with everyone there, which yeah. is what happens in the end because they all meet up at the end and then do it. It's like, just do it right there. Especially if the 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 bad vampire, the black bad va- yeah. vampire, goes to the Cullens and sit and warns them about this guy. Yeah. Well, why didn't you just help the Cullens kill the guy anyway? Because yeah. you're telling them to kill the guy, so you should have just done that. Yeah, and that's and that's what they do throughout the entire movie, right? Is we're gonna create drama, fake drama, fake drama in order to have something to do. Yeah. Instead of giving yeah. people actual goals and motiv- motivations, uh, which yeah. creates obstacles. Mm-hmm. And if you give people competing goals, then suddenly they become each other's obstacle. And now we have a, a dramatic need for each character to to play against. And now you have you know motives for doing bad things to each other, like. That's where most movies, you know, do their thing. It's essentially a daytime soap opera. Yeah. Right? That's their whole yeah. shtick is what yes. you just said. Yeah. Yes. And you're, and it, it's, it's a perfect example of a capitalistic reason to make a movie yeah. because they, they could have told that you said you could have made this movie in 10 minutes. They could have told all three of them hmm. in one movie. Right. But why do that when you can make three movies? Right. So they well, made probably, a I think more. I think they made more? five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't dwell on it. Yeah. I Ooh. was earlier today because after the movie finished, I was like, wait, there's five of these? Five? I think so. Yeah. Are you sure? And they made so much money. Yeah. No, because oh, the, you're the, right. the cheapest disc that I could find had all five on them. <laughs> oh so you have all five? I own all five. <laughs> oh, you want to come Wait a minute. Watch? It's, it's more expensive. No. <laughs> it's more expensive to buy one than it is to buy Correct. five. Correct. I bought this for like nine bucks on Amazon, <laughs> and God. the others are like fifteen and twenty each. And I was like, oh man. And then on top of that, I would have had to get the Blu-ray versions, and those just take up so much space on my hard yeah. drive. That I did. I did notice that it was only a gig and a half <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something. Oh man! Oh, man. Wow. Such a train wreck. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Scott. What else you got? All my notes are just random little. Yeah. I want to hear some random little. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Steak. Red meat nutrition (laughs) negatives have been recently debunked. Easy vegan. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is the gold I I wanted. This is the gold I wanted. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's something about red red meat (laughs) by the vegan vampires, which (laughs) just... uh, I don't know. Uh, piano, <laughs> piano chopsticks. There's a scene where oh, yeah. Edward's playing piano. <laughs> and it's just like, he looks like he's just playing chopsticks. And Bella's just like, oh, yeah. oh man. Like His left hand isn't moving at all. <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like he's playing, which is his right hand kind of cool. Does, but, but, like, but then like you really look and he's like just playing like two little notes next to each other. <laughs> like they kind of just go down the They're piano. They're not even trying. It's like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, can we talk about like 
just so the CGI, like so the sprinting and the tree climbing and like what yeah, is going on, spiral, on here? The sparkling and the oh, yeah. I gotta show you this. All the forest stuff. Anything that happens Why in the forest. Why do you forest. have to show me that you glow? Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't need to know that. Why do you have to show me that? It's uh, like and I it's the, know you're a vampire. It's the kind of thing that I wouldn't normally be fine to overlook. It's like so bad, bad. CG or bad. But because of how much I just hated the, the movie, I, it became like this cherry on top of, <laughs> oh, y'all weren't satisfied with the absolute double-decker y'all laid on the celluloid. <laughs> double-decker. <laughs> you had to, like... Pull out all the stops. Um, I mean, were they on strings when he's running through the forest and it looks like he's not moving, just like pumping his arms and just like, <laughs> I, like I, the I, like the crouching tiger, hidden dragon yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, probably like yeah. that. But I, wow, they fucked up. I would imagine yeah, not nearly. It as was cool. either that or you know sometimes they'll have these tracks where they have a truck pull the tracks, <laughs> almost like a treadmill, right? Uh, and so you know they run on top of that, and then you dolly the camera, and suddenly. They look like they're going crazy fast. Um, oh man, it mm-hmm. it did not work for me. <laughs> no, sorry. no, it, it it just made it so so much more deliciously awful. <laughs> I mean, it, and let's be honest, like that is the, that is the, also the kind of thing that you can do practically. Mm-hmm. You can make someone look like they're going so fast practically yeah. with camera movement and position. Uh, and, and with what you're capturing, right? And you, you could even do it with the cameras still. Like a, a savvy DP cinematographer could make him look like he has just traversed a mile in two seconds, hmm. you know, done with the right shots. And But they chose, you know, they chose to make it campy and literally show it, uh, but not put the, put the actual smarts and the money behind making it look... Right. Good. Believable. And then the other shots where they go fast are like just fast forwarding. Like we're going to speed oh, ramp yeah. in and oh, out. Speed uh, ramp. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, so you were saying like the practical stuff, it looked like they were trying to make it right. Look yeah. practical. Yeah. Which yeah. made it even better because it was so bad. Well, <laughs> and, and what I mean is like practically you can do that, but you got to, I mean, you got to have a lot of tight right. shots and stuff. And they were shooting wide, like super wide you know, where he would run from one side of the camera to the other yeah. or the camera would pan with him, you know, so he's, he's looks. And the thing is, if you're panning with a character moving, the character doesn't look like they're moving that fast. So you have to move the camera fast. Right. So, but the, but the, that means that you're focusing on the actual character, uh, more. So it's, that's when the CG would actually come in. Good CG would right. come into effect. Like I probably would have, opted in this particular scenario to get a really long lens and set up pretty far away mm-hmm. and then you're trying to frame them like maybe a medium maybe just a headshot uh for coverage and now whenever as a they start you know on the right and you're on such a long lens that you can pan over tracking with them as they're running and have them run for quite some time. Like uh, you have just so much space to to make. And with that distance and with that kind of lens, you're getting a ton of parallax between the uh, the actor and the background. Yeah. Um, so that in that parallax, that background movement is what's going to give you that sense of speed. Can you explain what that is? Parallax? Yeah. So parallax is just basically if you have 
multiple things in the distance if you think uh, of like a golf range and you have you know the the 100 yards and the 200 yard marker uh, if you imagine kind of lining those all up you know next to each other and then uh, just kind of panning leaning back and forth you'll kind of see them shift around uh, in different degrees that's that's the idea of parallax like things move differently the thing that's farther away will move more uh, seemingly move more depending on how, how you're how framing. You're Cause it might look like it's not moving at all. Like if you were to grab a wide angle lens mm-hmm. and then if you imagine a, mount, a mountain in the distance versus, you know, your car in front of you and you have the car framed up right in front of your camera as you walk, like the car is going to move a lot, but the background, the mountain's going to pretty much stay in the exact same place. Um, whereas, and so and that's mostly because also the mountain isn't moving but in the example i was talking about before like having a a character walk across and you're framed up really tight on him now suddenly it does look like the background's moving a lot because he we're tracking with him and he's moving through space so we're keeping him you know stable within the frame and doing that makes just so much motion blur in the background Mm -hmm. that and and even better if there's anything in the foreground like more trees and stuff that you're whipping past it just feels like he's going i I always just think of that the opening shot of the thing Oh, you pointed yeah. that out that I missed at the very beginning of it. It's amazing. Wait, what? Crazy. Uh, go back and watch the thing. I did yeah. recently. Yeah. Oh, okay. The opening shot. There's a, and the I know we're whatever. The, the opening shot. There's a no. The where the the, uh, the helicopter comes over the mountain. Mm-hmm. There's another mountain in the background behind it. Oh yes, yes. and it looks like it's just flying by. Oh, it's like flying weird. through. It's like yeah, it's yeah. going really fast. But it looks like the camera, your camera, is pretty still. But just because they were so far away, they're just so far away with such a long well, lens. Yeah, yeah, with, it's wide, and they're just sweeping this right to left in a chopper. They had yeah. to be in the chopper. So the closer mountains don't look like they're moving at all, mm-hmm. but the one in the back looks like it's just like flying, floating right yeah. behind you. Like what is, is that? Clouds happening? or what is yeah. going on? Yeah, is that so is that kind of like the the Lord of the Rings? effect where oh, it's the like vertigo sh- shot no that's that's not kind of the same concept no, it's different mm-hmm. no, it's different okay. very yeah. which they probably could have used some of those shots definitely in, in here like at any point whether it was him edward uh and i'll talk about what we're talking about here in a second but like if if you have edward suddenly having this realization like i'm struggling to control myself right now because i want to whatever feast on her blood i don't really understand his temptation to be honest <laughs> what he's struggling with you know, just like you're you say feast on her blood <laughs> and what you could have used is what we were talking about a second ago the, a vertigo shot where uh, you have a subject and you have a, a nice layered shot where you whatever have something a road going to a character uh, and a character sitting in the middle of the road and then you know another 100 yards behind him you have a forest and if you get a zoom lens and you frame the character specifically in the frame like uh, maybe his head barely touches the top of the frame and his elbows at the bottom well as you either push in or pull out and you adjust the zoom to keep him stable within that frame where you still keep the the head at the top and the elbow and the bottom, then there's a thing called compression that can either squeeze or de-squeeze the background. It gives you this anxiety feeling. And I, some people just call it like a dolly in or a dolly push, uh, but it's basically 
I call it a vertigo because that was where it became famous and Hitchcock's vertigo in order to give that sensation of uh, fear of heights. And so, and, but you can use it in a multitude of ways that can give a sense of anxiety or uh, being overwhelmed or confusion. Like you can use it for all these emotional reasons that that would have been a good camera trick to break out because there were so many bad camera tricks that they were using that it just became frustrating as, you know, to say, I feel so bad for this crew right now because there is so little depth in the writing. I think they were trying to use every trick to create some kind of visual drama to help emotionally connect us with what the characters are experiencing. Like, oh, we're just going to sweep this camera through the forest relentlessly uh, (laughs) because that's the only way we can generate excitement. And that is bad. (laughs) It's just... <laughs> That's a perfect way to end that. <laughs> oh, uh, so poetic. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, so I have a question, and I'm hoping both of you can help me figure this out because I was perplexed and annoyed. I was annoyed throughout the whole thing, let's be honest. But <laughs> the sucking out of the venom part where Edward had oh, to... Yeah. Edward alone had to save Bella's life by sucking out venom from her body but only enough to not kill her how did that not turn her into a vampire well, isn't that's the venom that turns them into so she was being turned into a vampire is kind of what i yeah, think that, right yeah that's my oh. impression yeah so they not they don't just suck your blood and you're a vampire apparently they, they have venomous they have venom glands i, I guess oh. not only can they pull stuff out of you but they can put stuff in you <laughs> so yeah something like so that. she got bit at one point by the the evil dude the oh, evil i must have missed that bit her um bit her her yeah oh him. god i feel dumb all right no nope. but still i was just like no, I, I, this what? movie will make you feel dumb where's the where's the mythological science of that <laughs> <laughs> she should be a vampire already that's not how it works you can't just suck it out it doesn't work like that you know, Google it. They all glitter in the sun. Yeah. You know? And they, they're super fast and super strong. Yeah. Because that's what vampires are now, I guess. Yeah. Apparently. <sighs> I don't know. I, I just, you know, I try to find endearing things, like good things about every movie. I think we we, we all do, right? Like, yeah. Even if you watch a crappy movie, you can kind of walk away from it with this thing like, yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know... I just cannot find one in this film. So obviously had a really good soundtrack. If you just consider like, I guess the soundtrack, um, not that it was used. Yeah, but it was wisely. There you go. But used right way. Yeah. So the one thing I really do like, and I'm being sincere here. So the first time I watched it, I thought I remembered liking the cinematography, which Turned out I that was not what I was feeling. Uh, what I must have been reacting to was the location. Like the the yeah. location itself is gorgeous. Yeah. Like they found some really badass places to shoot in. I wish it had been served by a better story um, and some other things. <laughs> but uh, but it yeah, was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous uh, location. Um, yeah, that was mine. <laughs> that's, that's no, yeah, I actually, you know, the the scene, the shot. Um, of them after he takes her up the tree of them in the tree mm-hmm. I said out loud I was like oh shit those are real people in yeah, that tree I like, yeah. that, I that too. like they actually did that yeah. and that is a beautiful valley down there mm-hmm. like this is a gorgeous place well, I would Pacific, totally 
Pacific Northwest, I assume. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. somewhere I to- up there. I totally love to. I mean, that's live heaven there. for me. Like anytime I've traveled up there, that's like Coeur d'Alene, Seattle, mm-hmm. Washington in general is just gorgeous. I mean, Seattle next weekend. Yeah, look yeah. at you. Ooh, hey. Cold and rainy. I want to go. It's gonna well, be real cold. I hope I get nice and clammy and confined. Uh, <laughs> yeah, chicks. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna have to have to go to just all the high schools. Apparently, uh, yeah, because that's where they all hang out. I don't know if I'm mature enough for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On Edward standards, yeah. Wes, I would stay away from the high schools. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're a hundred years old and a vampire, yeah. right? But not a hundred years old and a vampire that doesn't look seventeen. What? Which, by the way, he did not look seventeen in the movie. No. I'll be honest. No. <laughs> yeah, vegetarian sure. vampire. So, what do you rate it? <laughs> Oh my god! Um, uh, I'm gonna give it a three and a half, and that's being generous. You are? Yeah. Wow, nice. Out of five? No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Out of ten. <laughs> I forgot we were doing this out of five. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes. <laughs> Your eyes were... The, I've never seen your eyes so big. Man. Uh, no, I, I'll give it a solid one. Nice. One out of five. Yeah. I just can't find anything that I like would would tell someone is good about this, this movie. And it's, it's not even that I'm, you know, now a almost 40-year-old dude who just can't identify with kids. Yeah. No, I can identify with kids. I, you know, I really can. And I, uh, I feel like I still am one and I just don't, I don't get it. I do not get this at all. It is like I mentioned before the whole Romeo and Juliet thing. Mm -hmm. If any kid would ask, would like ask me, I would say, go watch the, even the, 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 the Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet, go watch that movie. It's as damaging, I think, relationship-wise as this is, but it is a good movie. It's great. It's a fucking great movie. So, yeah, that's an example of how to do something like this well. Yeah. And this is just not. No. Yeah. I mean, I... I, Yeah. I'm on Todd's level. Like, I want to try to give it, like... A little higher, like a one and a half, just because Radiohead's in it. <laughs> I mean, it's their song. Out. It's yeah. out. Their songs at the credit, which just was the icing on the coffin, which is not the right term. <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfect. That's... It's just like no, not Radiohead. Uh, no nah, one. That's being generous. Yeah, same. I if one is the the, the floor then I'm good with the floor. There, yeah. I'm sure there's some movies out there I would really push for a zero. I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't bad to look at in this movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so, and I guess the, the audio quality could have been bad. Uh, and it was <laughs> yeah. like, we're at the point where I'm trying to compliment the sound mix. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> got location. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, I mean, I'm good with a one. It's a very okay. solid one out of five. And All right. that's generous. We're, yeah. we're very much on the yeah. same page here. Uh, <laughs> but Anna Kendrick in the prom dress didn't help at all? No. I mean, I love Anna Kendrick, <laughs> though. That was... Yeah. There's so good. many great actors. That's one of the frustrating things. Just, yes. there are, this whole film is 
overflowing with fantastic actors. Nikki yeah. Reed is amazing. Yep. If you've never seen 13, uh, which is where Catherine Hardwick got her start, she directed this and uh, 13 as well. And that's a great movie. And I'm just like, uh, anyway, yeah. the one, the one high schooler girl, the one with the glasses, the nerd, she's the girl that's in the walking dead. Oh, right, right. Uh, I forget her name, but yeah, that's the thing. Wow. <laughs> she was good in the walking dead. First. Uh a season or two before it it goes to show you know um <laughs> it's it's the acting but it's also the script yeah, yeah. it's uh, if you have if you're telling them to act poorly because of the poor script that's pretty bad recipe that's, but the you know is here's the thing we're three people sitting here giving it a one and this movie this franchise made so much money hundreds of millions hundreds of millions of dollars and so um this one made worldwide 392 million oh my god 392 million dollars yeah, like this, since since its release it's made that much yeah oh my that's uh, what was opening well, weekend that was, was uh 2009 God, I mean, since then it's made, I guess, thousands, but oh, yeah, yeah. Opening weekend was like seventy million. Wow. Yeah, sixty-nine million. Yeah, does it show how you much know, it costs to make it? Uh, Thirty-seven million. Wow, that's actually low. Yeah, I mean, the makes ones sense. after this, I think, get much more expensive. Okay, hold hold on. That makes sense. Now that that actually puts a lot in perspective. Mm. They only spent thirty-seven million to make this movie. They didn't know what it was going to be. No, I, 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 dude, I totally get it. Yeah. And, and both, I don't know what Kristen Stewart had done before this. Uh, but I think, uh, what was that? The Land of Women? No, uh, maybe, I don't know. But they, um, the movie about the guy that goes out to Alaska to live by himself. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, something in the wild. Into the wild. Into the wild. Yeah. 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 She's in that. She's one of like the, right. hip, the hippie girls. She's a hippie the, girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's when man. I first saw that her. Was I was before like, this. Uh-huh. I, well, I think so. But that's the first time I ever saw her, and I was like, "Okay, who is that?" I really liked her <laughs> in the Land of Women. I thought she was fantastic. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah. Well, uh, man. Okay, so thirty-seven million. That's, All right. That's uh, still I, that's no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> no excuse for the things that that we were the problems that we had. Yeah. All of the problems that we're talking about are not money problems, except right. maybe the CGI thing. But that can get a, you could get around that with good camera yeah. camera stuff. Um. Reco for the week? Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, do you think you can guess it? I don't. I've been chewing on it. Have you? Uh, okay. Because the only one I would have off the top would have been something you've already recommended. The end of the effing world. I'm pretty sure you've already recommended that. I have. That would have been my my top guess. Uh, vampire. Interview with a vampire? Ooh. No. That's a good one, though. That's a very good one. I, I was almost... I need to watch that, that this close. It's been a while. It was this close to doing that one. You were this close to being right. Ah. Uh, well, I'm going to say it, and you're going to be like, oh, yes. Nosferatu. No. That would be... Also, yeah. That's also good. Into the vault, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend Let the Right One In. Oh, I have not seen that. Oh, man. You want... Is that the Swedish movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Go watch it immediately, and... Learn what okay, see <laughs> learn what what real love like it's a good story about yeah. what real love, yeah, real love, oh. not this bullshit, like real love, um like uh, uh um 
Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah, that was the first movie that you told me you went to the theater to watch that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, snap. Todd Todd gets movies, man. (laughs) We're going to be buddies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. What do you got, Scott? So so I had just finished this series, and I was planning on using it if I was asked. Uh, So I'd already had it in my head to recommend, um, what is it, The Haunting on Hill House? It's a Netflix show. Oh, I wanted to watch it. It came out last year. It's got um, the kid from uh, E.T., Elliot. Yes. He's not a kid. He's an adult. He's a father. He's absolutely amazing. But uh, so I just finished it a couple nights ago. And then uh, as I'm watching Twilight, uh, Elizabeth Reeser is one of the vampires. And she's in... No way. The Haunting on Hill House. She's no. one of, she's one of like the main characters. There's only like five characters in the full life. circle. Yeah, and it like it f- kind of freaked me out because I was like, <laughs> that's what I was gonna suggest. Oh <laughs> man! But it is, yeah, dude. It's it's great. It's a okay. great show. It really is. Um, I mean, it's got a little bit of like the horror thing. You know, there's there's yeah, obviously it's a horror show, but the way it's told, like the story and the way they like slowly release information and oh i love how that. you're like pulled in by like what's what's up with this house but like the acting is on point there's two separate families that are the same family it's like old and young family and um it's just cast so well like the kids look like the adults oh dude that's great that's a good a it's good amazing. point to make sometimes a lot of times they just overlook that and they just cast like a good dude. kid actor or something but it's like spot on yeah. it's creepy yeah um I don't, cool. what was I, gonna say? Uh, I don't know. It's great. It's awesome. Okay. Um, oh, uh, and there's a, there's an episode cinematography, cinematography wise that, um, I want to say it's only five or six shots total seem together. Whoa. One shot's 16 minutes long and they, what? for real, I'm not joking. You can go, there's, there's a behind the scenes about it, how they, sh- how they made that episode. And I think it won like maybe an Emmy or something for best episode. But it is rad. Wow. And the whole time right. I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, they haven't cut. Oh, okay. And I keep watching it and still haven't cut until All right, 10 I'm minutes. queuing that up. Yeah. yeah dude, it's that's going into the, I'm going to do that too. The old QZ It'll hook pie. you in, man. The Haunting on Hill House? Yes. All right. And uh, season two, I think they're going to make one coming out next year. So. Oh, sweet. Dude, Whoa. it's legit. All right, man. Nice. I'm going to recommend Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Uh, kind of a basic, fundamental high school movie filled with nuance and character development and all those things you may have uh, lacked this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I love it. go check that out. Um, short spotlight this week is uh, I'm not sure if it was a short or a commercial I just found it on Vimeo and really liked it it's called Crust the birthplace of pizza uh, and it's by Tourist which may or may not be an ad agency again I don't know Um, but it's uh, this kind of ad or promotion where they go into Italy and they're all being pizza snobs and uh, but it's like real people being interviewed and it's very obvious if it doesn't make you laugh I'll be super shocked Um, but yeah it's just all of them saying what should and shouldn't what is a pizza what isn't like starts with the guy saying the the top of the pizza should look like the flag of Italy you know you have your red sauce you have your white cheese and you have your basil (laughs) like and that's it (laughs) and so yeah go check that out Um, you can do that at the uh, 
on at the show notes and i'm still a what? little high <laughs> you could do that at the show what? At the, on the show you can see that in the show notes you can do that at the best oh pencil podcast okay yeah. come on don't forget subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> Just drink some water you got around. a little bit of your tongue gone <laughs> if you want to leave a note on this episode you can do that at the pencil podcast.com slash twilight <laughs> I will leave you with a quote of the day from Ernest Hemingway. There's nothing to writing. All you do is sit down at a typewriter and bleed. Have we, have we done that before? I don't know. We've done Hemingway for sure. I, I've, I've definitely read that before. Really? I just don't know Dang if it's it. been. I need to start keeping track of it. <laughs> Were you high when you wrote this? Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I don't even care if we've done it before. It's totally fine because it's, it's so good and it's, true. Yeah, I mean... No offense to Stephanie Meyer, but it just didn't feel like she sat down and bled at the typewriter. Yeah. It felt like she sat down and said, how can I capture an audience? Which I don't necessarily have a problem with. I mean, that's part of the game is making a living. I make things that I don't really have an emotional stake in. Did she uh, write the screenplay? No, but she wrote the novels. Right. Uh, and I... I'd have to imagine this is very closely aligned uh, with the novels. You mean the voiceover itself just feels like we're trying to hear all the first person narrative that's going on in the book. Um, And that's just so impersonal. And I feel like that's why these characters really don't have any point of view in the world or in their own lives uh, is because, you know, someone didn't sit down at the typewriter and bleed and put her heart and reality into this. I feel like so many of the best stories come about because you're willing to be vulnerable and put your own life and, and heart on display. And this felt like the least vulnerable movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Heavy. That really sucks. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It just made me angry and annoyed. <laughs> And why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's been an hour and a half, and there's still 30 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Stop. Well, I love the quote. I think it's good. I don't care if we've done it before. Uh, it's it's very true. And that's I, what I think we should, as viewers, not as critics, but as even, but as viewers expect, you know, uh, is at least for that, at least for the attempt. Yeah. Even if it falls flat, just try. You know, it didn't feel like that was there. Like so. the room had more heart. <clears throat> I mean, uh, he really, tried. Oddly, yeah. Really, yeah. It absolutely did. I I agree. Yeah. No. Anyway, uh, this has been fun. Yeah. I hope you're doing all right. I'm I'm, I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Scott, did you enjoy it? Oh yeah. Thank yep. you. I'm so glad you're here, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for yeah, coming on. Thanks Every for time. joining us. How can uh, everyone hear more of your stuff? Um, uh, I have an album online now uh, as of September. Um, it's called Through the Looking Glass. Uh, it's on all the things Spotify, iTunes. Um, yeah, you can do that at the show notes too. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that at the show notes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm on Instagram if you want to see my weird photos of whatever I'm yeah. doing. Um, yeah, that's about it. Nice. I'm not not all over the you- internet. I'm trying. <laughs> No Twitter, I don't know. You're a shitty salesman. Come I on, am. Man. I am a it's, horrible salesman. It's a salesman. really good record. Oh, yeah, thanks. man. Thanks, man. We'll yeah. link it in the. Uh, yeah. We'll link it on the website at thepuzzlepodcast.com slash twilight, and we'll link your your Instagram. And it's Scott Garrett Graham. Check out his album. 
it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, and dude, you're talented, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. That's fun to make. And this is a guy that I used to fight with all the time about like what was good and what was not good. And, and <laughs> a lot of 80s talks. Yeah, and we and we I was like, the 80s weren't bad. He's like, no, the 80s are bad. We're terrible. <laughs> no, like they were of the way. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. I, I had a, gra- a, a blast. I think we all did. Hopefully you guys did at home. And uh, join us next week where we're doing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. A blessing. A <laughs> blessing. Uh, which is going to be amazing. I'm so excited because you've only seen it once. Yeah. What? Yeah. He's only seen it once and it's been a long time. A very long time. I mean, 90% of the quotes I say in my life are from this movie. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll be doing that movie next week. Until then, I'm Todd. I'm Wes. I'm Scott. Go watch some movies. Thank you.